Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life. And in the world of That Was Close, this one ranks. <laughs> Yoni, phenomenal, phenomenal job. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to That's Life. My name is Miriam L. Wallach. We are coming to you from our remote studio, actually, here in Lawrence, New York. That's a shout-out to Stephen Wallach, who has made me crazy about mentioning that we've been in Cedarhurst, that we were going to be in Cedarhurst, because Achiezer is technically over the Lawrence line. Uh, and yes, we are here in the Five Towns. We did a wonderful program this morning. Nahum hosted JM and the AM from Gotta Get a Bagel on Broadway in Woodmere, brought to you by our friends at JNF. That was three hours of phenomenal programming, only to follow two days of crazy, amazing, just buzz and vibe and programming and interviews that took place in Toronto. Yeah, it's been an exciting week here at the Nahum Siegel Network, but, um, you know, we wouldn't have it any other way. That is for sure. Yoni looks completely calm now. Good morning, Yoni. I mean, we had more time, I thought. <laughs> we should have we gone here two minutes ago. We would have been good. <laughs> I think, uh, hey, hey, I heard that. Your mic is not on, Nahum Siegel, but we can hear you anyway. Um, yeah, there was plenty of time. I think that when Avrami said, um, when Avrami said, yeah, we have, uh, we have 10 seconds. I mean, I, I had a headset on, so I think we were all good to go, right? Yeah, too easy. <laughs> well, too easy. I, I, w- I will, I will admit the following to you: when you <laughs> broke down this morning's show and put all the equipment in the car already set for the next show, so you wouldn't have to break it down and reset, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I thought that was a great idea. I just never realized that you put the equipment in my car. So when I started driving around the block looking for a spot, it wasn't that I was trying to make you crazy. It's that I assumed that the equipment was in Nahum's car. Got it. Right. So that explains a little. Right. So as people in communication, I can imagine the two of you were having a lot of good time at my expense on the sidewalk. True. Just maybe trying to figure things out. Yeah, and figuring what in the world is she doing? But that's what she was doing. She did not realize until she saw you. You know, flailing right. on Central it, Avenue. It seemed like there was room to make a U-turn. No, we don't do that. Oh. There are no... Y- <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, first of all, shout out to the woman who took the spot I was waiting for. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm sure we'll meet in Gourmet Glot sometime. And yeah, of course, that's what happens. You pull away and all of a sudden 10 spots open up right in front. But we are at Achiezer. We'll be doing a live lunch here starting at 11 o'clock from Achiezer discussing their dinner and a whole bunch of programs that they have going on. Their dinner will be January 6th. We will, um, Nahum will host the live lunch, be joined by members of the Achiezer team, including Rabbi Baruch Bear Bender, um, not only a friend to the Nahum Siegel Network, but certainly a well-known member of this community. Yeah, it was nice not to commute today. I will be completely honest with you. It was nice not to commute. It seems like a lot of things today are going to be revolving around the five towns, including um, my guest, who um, I will introduce in a moment. But let's do today's national holidays. It's free shipping day. Yes, it's free shipping day, which is evidently the third Thursday of December at participating retailers. So shout out to uh, whoever doesn't necessarily provide free shipping and Woo-hoo. go order stuff today. Yoni, you placing an order? Uh, if I ever make it home, yeah. <laughs> He's never making it home, so there goes that. Um, it's also Games Day. Are you a you're a, you're a board game player, right? Yeah, of course, love board games. Are you a Settlers fan? Yeah. We just got Not as much lately. I was like in high school, like 10 years ago, I was big Settlers. And I used to play online, so I guess I'm a little nerdy like that. But not I didn't even know you could anymore. play that online. Yeah. Is Settlers the new risk? 
Ah, I mean, Risk is so much longer, though I love a good Shabbos summer Risk game. So fun. I don't even think, I mean, Risk is so long, you still have to make Havdalah and then finish Risk. Right. Even, you know, in August, that is the longest game in Monopoly's captivity. pretty long, too, but yeah. Um, it's also National Sangria Day, which Yoni might have earned himself after if this we little studio, escapade. If we would we be uh, celebrating that? Well, doesn't they make a great sangria, no? Who's it, Jovin? Jovin. Yeah, they make a great sangria. So shout out to that. And it's also um, World Day of Prayer and Action for Children Day and Poet Laureate Day. It is Poet Laureate Day. Now, this is this is only going to be funny, and I'm going to mention this last national holiday before um, before mentioning and introducing my guest. Um, it's National Regifting Day, which I didn't realize comes before the 25th, um, but I'm only mentioning it because Nahum must feel completely frustrated that the Hanukkah present that he has been mentioning on the air for weeks still has not shown so up. So we can't re-gift it. Correct. But so it would not be a re-gifting day. It would just be a gifting day. If, should they... Sh- you can't... Oh, you... It's We can't even re-gift it? Oh, really? So it's oh, like a, a month clue. after Hanukkah and it's unregiftable. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't... I, I don't even know if I want this gift now. If I can't even give it back? I don't know. We'll have to talk about how that works. Anyway, um, I'm going to introduce my uh, my guest. I will mention that this that this first interview will be joined by someone else in the second part of the show. Uh, a member of the Gift of Life team will be joining us because our first guest, who I have a me- I have a feeling is actually listening to the show right now from Hackensack University Hospital, because uh, while he is donating or preparing to donate stem cells as part of a Gift of Life match, but I pre-recorded this interview with Kyle Seidel earlier in the week. He has an incredible story. Here's that interview now. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and I'm joined this morning by Kyle Seidel. Kyle Seidel is actually uh, a Woodmere resident, but he is not spending the year here, or he's not here currently. He's actually studying in Gush, in Yeshivat Har Etzion, in the Gush in Israel. Um, But he recently received uh, information, or an email, or a phone call, I guess we'll find out, that caused him to come home and make a bunch of trips back to New York for a very important purpose. Kyle, good morning. Morning. Thank you so much for joining me. And um, so, tell us a little bit about um, who you were contacted by, and when this all started. Sure. All right. So I first started when there was at the Hafter Senior Dinner. I went to Hafter for high school, and they had a swabbing booth for Gift of Life. At the time, I took a quick swab, and about a couple months later, when I was actually in Gush for a couple months, this is about a month and a half ago, I was emailed that I was a potential match for someone for stem cells, or for bone marrow. So that's how really I was first contacted through the gift of life. And from there, it's been a, a lot of trips back and forth to America, but so far the process has been going very well. So you, you, when you first received this email, though, did you, like, did you, I mean, could you believe it, or you thought it was a prank? You thought it was, like, some, some kind of spam? It was pretty crazy. I mean, I wasn't really thinking about it at all. It's the truth. At first, I really just got swabbed without thinking about it, and then... When they first contacted me, I didn't really realize like what this actually was. And then once I realized I had the potential to really save someone, then I really sort of clicked in that I should try and go ahead and follow through with this. Right. And that would that would include you flying back and forth to America. I'm, I'm curious, though, and I'm sure you've been asked this or you asked this yourself. None of the testing could be done in Israel? Right. So they wanted me to fly a couple of weeks in advance to the actual stem cell donation to have a physical evaluation. 
and they wanted to do that in the facilities in New Jersey, actually, in Hackensack, where they have a medical center. And it was actually kind of good that I went there, though, because I was able to speak to the doctor that's going to be going through the entire donation process and be able to get a comprehensive understanding of the entire process. So they could have probably done some of the testing in Israel, but the fact that they flew me back and they paid for all the accommodations, it really was allowed me to be able to get a full idea of the whole process. Got it. And at what point did you find out that you were a perfect, is it a perfect match or a close match? Right. So when they first emailed me, they said that was a potential match. And then they said they could do blood work in Israel to follow up. So uh, someone came to the yeshiva, actually did a quick blood test. Wow. And they got back to me about like two or three weeks later saying that you're a confirmed match. And from there, they actually said they told me the age and the gender of the person. So it's a 69-year-old man with leukemia. And from there, they keep communication with you for the first year anonymously. And after that, if everything goes well, they allow you to end up meeting them or with both parties agree, I guess. Wow. So at what point did you clue in your parents? I mean, I'm sure you came home from senior dinner, like most seniors, and did not bring up the swabbing, which credit to Hafter, by the way, to have that kind of forward thinking. And obviously we encourage schools and organizations, et cetera. If you're having a gathering of people, have a swabbing site. I mean, it just... It's it's a great opportunity. So I'm sure you didn't come home from senior junior and say, yeah, so I got this award, that person got that award, oh, and we were swabbed. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. My parents sort of found out when I told them that was a potential match. I didn't really mention to them after senior dinner. So it really came up out of nowhere, as I said. <laughs> right. And so they were pretty stunned. And not only were you a potential match, but two to three weeks later, mom and dad, I'm coming home. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that must have been you know, obviously exciting for them. That's like a bonus visit with your kids that you don't expect to have for sure. Um, But then how, then you went back after the first trip back to New York, you went back to Israel and then what happens? Right. So they told me that I could either stay for about a three week or a month stretch back in America, give the life would pay for the flight. Or they said, I actually offered up the possibility of me going back and forth. So it went over Hanukkah break. So I decided I think I'd rather be in Israel for Hanukkah. I had an experience that. So I asked them if they'd be willing to fly me back first for like a four-day, five-day period for the actual physical evaluation, which I did. And then I flew back to Israel for all of Hanukkah and about four days after Hanukkah. And I just flew back this past Friday morning. I landed back in New York. So that's been the whole entire process so far. That's incredible. And we and we um, should just make everyone realize that this interview is being pre-recorded because t- while That's Life airs on Thursday, um, you're actually, your donation is this Thursday, correct? Yeah, I'm actually in the whole process. They give a shot of a protein called Nupigen, which increases your stem cell production. So I'm already on day two of that. And they're actually collecting the stem cells on Thursday. So correct. That's unbelievable. What is what what goes on with the injections? Are you feeling any different? Do you have to change your diet at all? Right. So it makes you a little bit sore because instead of them extracting bone marrow, it's a much less invasive process. It's more they increase your stem cell production, which is normally your stem cells are located in your bone marrow. Here they're giving me this shot, which increases my production of stem cells, so there'll be more in my bloodstream. And then they'll actually end up collecting my blood and putting it through a machine which will sort of centrifuge all of those stem cells to give to the patient and then to return the blood to me. So it's really hasn't been very painful. The only thing they say is that 
Like it's a normal shot, and it makes you feel a little sore in your bones because they're sort of on like overdrive. But it's really been fine so far. Wow, that is absolutely unbelievable. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and I am joined by Kyle Seidel, who we are speaking to him a few days before That's Life airs, but as you hear this interview, he is actually in the process of donating bone marrow stem cells through a gift of life swabbing. He has been matched with a uh, with a recipient. He is literally currently donating, which is just an unbelievable uh, an unbelievable thing. Uh, he is literally, as we speak, donating stem cells um, to a recipient who is suffering from leukemia uh, in the hopes of obviously saving this person's life. Um, tell me, Kyle, before this whole episode, I mean, I don't know where you're, uh, where you're planning to go after Gush, or maybe there is no life after Gush once you've started at Gush, but um, wondering if you had an interest in medicine before this, or has this sparked an interest in medicine, or this is still something like, this is a part of my life for now, but this isn't going to change my direction. Well, I wasn't really as too interested or focused on going into the medical field after this, but this has definitely piqued my interest more into the medical field. Understanding the whole study of how this whole process works has been really interesting. So, yeah, I guess I am a little more interested in this theoretically in the future. I guess we'll see. Well, not only, I guess, are your parents getting a, a bone marrow donor, but potentially they're getting a good Jewish doctor. I mean, who doesn't want that out of their kids? Um, let's let's talk for a second about what research you did um, before going ahead with this. Besides speaking to the doctors who are going to be performing the transplant, I assume you spoke to people at, you know, to your Rabbeim. Uh, I assume you spoke to people at Gush as to, um, you know, it's a completely natural and normal thing to then turn to others and talk it through with them. Right. So I did speak to some of my Arabeim in Gush, and they were all very happy and encouraging me if I was up to it to go through with this. And the fact that I'm really only missing a minimal amount of time within Yeshiva is also very good. Like I was able to fly back and forth. And really everyone I was speaking to was telling me, it's funny, I had a nephew or a cousin who ended up doing this. Or even someone actually said they know someone who received it. So it's really very interesting to see how many people have really been involved with this that I haven't really heard up to until this point. So. Because there aren't too many other 18-year-olds who have been in this position, I assume. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> and what about your friends? What have there been their reactions? Well, yeah, a lot of people have said that like, they, were, they were really like happy I'm doing this. And people are really like, wow, I didn't really think about it when I got swabbed also, like if I got an email. And a lot of people are saying it's encouraging that you're going through with this and they might be willing to do the same if they were to get that same email as well. So it's very cool. It it certainly is very cool. It certainly is very, very cool. So did, were you um, were you also in touch with previous donors, people who had gone through the process before to hear what their experience was? Right. My mom is definitely speaking to different people. And, of course, stories have come up of different people who have donated. So I actually haven't spoken to some other people yet. Um, through my mom, I guess, she's told me that other people have said it's really not a long process and everything. So I guess I have been in touch through secondhand. Got it. Well, parents are good resources, and I'm sure that they are both, you know, concerned as parents, but certainly exceedingly proud um, that you are moving ahead with this. And and it really is, it's it's in it's an incredible, it's an incredible schut. It really is. It's an incredible opportunity to be able to give to somebody in a way that literally no one else can. And, and I'm sure that you, I'm sure that you feel this way. There was, there was something about you in the time and the place 
the swabbing, the everything. I mean, you know, it's it's really quite um, it's really quite extraordinary. Yeah, it really is a gift of life. I guess you could say exactly. It really is a gift of life. So after the procedure is over, how long is your recovery before you head back to Israel? Right. So I'm getting procedure on Thursday, and the recovery is really it actually relieves you once they remove these extra stem cells. You sort of feel better right away. They collect blood for about actually close to four hours, which is relatively long. But after that, it's really like you feel fine. It's sort of just like you donated blood for extended sort of time period. And then once you do that, it's not like a whole process of recovery. I'm really flying back after Shabbos back to Israel. So you're so leaving. You're plan. planning to leave Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> time to get back to Yeshiva. Yes. Exactly. Well, that's that's fantastic. Kyle Seidel has joined us today. Again, as we speak, as this interview is airing, he is actually in the process of donating through Gift of Life, donating stem cells as he was a match for a patient with leukemia. Um, and we wish both of you, I wish him a complete Rufah Shlema or her, as the case may be. Is it a male or female? Do we know that or we just know? It is a male. It is a male. Okay. So we wish him a complete Rufah Shlema and we hope that everything goes smoothly for you. When you hear this interview, you should, you know, look back on it. You should be listening to it and realize that you're already done. It's really, it's, it's an incredible thing. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kyle. And continue. I I hope you have a great rest of the year. And I hope that if anything else brings you back to New York, back and forth the way it has, it should be something as mazel as this. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kyle. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. That was my interview with Kyle Seidel, who again is presently at Hackensack University Hospital in the process of donating um, stem cells through Gift of Life as he had participated in the swabbing that took place at the Hafter High School Senior Dinner um, in the spring and then found out afterwards or found out a couple months later that he was a potential match and then confirmed that he was a match. I'm also joined this morning by Marty Freund. She's the Director of Community Engagement for Gift of Life. Giftoflife.org is where you can find information about swabbing and about bone marrow transplants and about everything you need to do to potentially save another life. Marty, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Um, let's talk for a second about how easy it is to swab. Yeah, so joining the registry to become a volunteer donor um, is as easy as a cheap swab. Um, we ask donors to um, answer a few questions about their health history, and then by swabbing their cheeks, they become a volunteer donor and, and be called as a match for any patient searching around the world. And are there constant swabbing sites that go on in various locations, or are they pop-ups, so to speak, at, um, you know, after senior dinners or other events? Yeah, so uh, we do drives everywhere all throughout the year, and donors are also given the opportunity to join the registry through our website. I know you mentioned fixoflife.org. Um, anyone who is interested can go to the website and click um, to get swabbed, and we will mail it to your home. Uh, in addition to online recruitment, we also do drives um, around the country at different events that are often organized by volunteers. The Hafter Senior Night Dinner is a great example of um, one program that we offer. We involve um, a lot of high- we try to involve as many high school seniors as possible to educate them about 
joining the registry and um, giving them this opportunity to save a life. And is this a, like is this a crazy story for you guys that all of a sudden at a senior dinner, you know, a kid is just getting swabbed and heads to Israel and studies overseas for the year, and then you got to bring him back because he's a he's a match for someone and is able to save a life? Or is this just yet another crazy wonderful story for Gift of Life? I think it falls into the another crazy wonderful <laughs> story for Gift of Life. Um, you know, younger donors are often requested more frequently than older donors. Um, so that again, that 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 high school program um, is very successful at finding matches for patients in need because it is such young, healthy, committed, wonderful um, donors that are. Um, recruited through that program. Is that unusual that uh, that um, that at a senior dinner they would hold a drive, or this is um, one of many programs that Gift of Life offers um, in order to get as many young kids as possible? Do you do you also go to summer camps and and swab the counselors? Yeah, we have a high school senior swab program uh, where we also give internship opportunities to students who are looking to. Um, educate their peers and give them the opportunity to join the registry. So we work with um, many high schools. And in addition to that, we do a lot of recruitment on college campuses um, and also with camp staff at Camp Drive. So really anywhere where we have the opportunity to educate and um, speak to, uh, you know, a younger population is where we look to to do our program. And let's t- also talk for a second about Gift of Life in terms of their financial needs. I mean, the more money that Gift of Life is able to raise, the more kits are able to be processed, correct? Correct. Uh, so every kit to process at the lab incurs a $60 fee. So the fundraising that we do throughout the year is used to underwrite the cost of testing to increase the number of donors in the registry, more donors in the registry means that more matches can be found for patients in need. And where, um, and where people can reach you directly through Gift of Life? I mean, is there, are you the contact person if there's a principal listening right now and they're like, you know, that, that's actually a great idea, a program we did not know about, and, and we can bring them to our senior dinner or to prom? Yeah, absolutely. They can call me. Um, my number is 561-982-2900 is right to our office. And we can speak about different opportunities. What's so nice about Gifted Life program is it's very, it's very flexible. So uh, we can work with you on a variety of different times of the day, different events. Um, there is no, you know, it's either you do it this way or it's not going to work at all. And um, I think we try to really make a program that works best with what you have in mind Mar- um, and to make it as successful as possible. Marty Freund joins us. She's from Gift of Life. She's the Director of Community Engagement. Marty, just just one more quick question. Um, you know, Kyle, again, is an incredible story and uh, is back from his year, you know, obviously temporarily just to be able to uh, be part of this procedure and and really save a life. What kind of message could you give to other people who are thinking about getting swabbed, who may be hesitant for, for whatever reason? I mean, what kind of inspiration can we give somebody right now, besides Kyle's story, to to grab a kit and get swabbed? Um, I think, you know, it's, our donors are amazing, all the donors we've worked with. And I think the most important thing, really, for people to understand is that the process is uh, often misunderstood. 80% of the time, our donors are donating stem cells. 
which is a process similar to donating platelets and blood. And 20% of the time is a bone marrow transplant, um, where marrow is taken from the hip. So actually, 80% of the time, our donors um, are going through this procedure. It's one day, and they have the opportunity to save someone's life, save a family's life, and forever change the course of, of somebody's history. So, wow. um yeah, more of a push than that, I can't imagine. Again, it is as easy as a cheek swab. You can go to giftoflife.org. You can be in touch with Marty directly if you have more questions. And uh, Marty, I thank you so much for your time. And certainly, I thank you for all of your hard work on behalf of everyone out there who is looking for, for hope and looking for a cure. I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, and again, anyone that wants to look at giftoflife.org, and we would be more than happy to speak, speak with anyone further. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Marty. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thanks. I want to give a quick shout out to the Seidels. I know that they are in the hospital with Kyle right now. So a shout out to Oscar and Shari Seidel. They are a Woodmere family. They are a Hafter family. You know, this was this was an easy, easy move just to get a cheek swab. And now here we are telling this incredible story, giftoflife.org. If you haven't already been been swabbed, if you're not yet part of the registry, we currently, we obviously encourage you to do so. Again, we're going to continue our programming here at Achiezer. In about five minutes, the live lunch will begin, hosted by Nahum Siegel, featuring a number of members of the Achiezer team, including Rabbi Baruch Bear Bender. Uh, we encourage you to stay um, stay connected. Stay with us the rest of the day. Uh, Throwback Thursday is actually our show from Toronto. It will be our JM in the AM that took place on behalf of the ha- Toronto Hatsala and Erev that aired yesterday morning uh, in which they were fundraising for their charity campaign. That'll be on from 1 to 4. And then at 5 o'clock, we are going to encore the show that we did from Sobeys in Toronto. It was a wonderful show brought to you by Kosher.com. We thank them for their support. We thank everyone in Toronto for their warm, warm hospitality. We thank Joel from Gotta Get a Bagel this morning who hosted JM in the AM in, uh, in Woodmere. We encourage you to go pick up a bagel there. That's for sure. It sounds like a rummy could use a bagel. Next time I go, uh, next time we see him, we'll have to bring him some stuff. And and our thanks again to Sharona Thal, Jody Bodner, and Russell Robinson, and everyone at JNF for making this morning's programming possible. Going to leave you today with Milech Kohn and Via Hafta, because that is the theme, Via Hafta Larecha Kamocha. Folks, go to giftoflife.org. Truly, you can save a life. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.